You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, everyone? This is Dre with Bill 206, Bill 206 Media. We're about to start doing this show called Stories from the South End. A lot of these other outlets have been really focusing on other areas. So, you know, I grew up in the South End and want to provide a space and a spot for folks who grew up in the South End to share stories that we've been through that built our resiliency. You know, talking about how we're navigating, navigating life and making things happen. So today I got one of the brothers I grew up with. I've known this cat since I was like eight or nine years old. You know, so I'm going to bring him on, have him join us. Uh, his name is Koufax. You know, he's in the music industry. You know, he's had some trials and tribulations like all of us, but, you know, trying to be resilient, trying to make things happen. So I'm going to think I see him in the back of the studio. So we're going to we're going to bring him in and get him in the mix. What's good with it, bro? What's up with you, bro? bro? How you doing? Same old, same old, man. Trying to stay trying to stay COVID free in a world full of COVID. You already know, man. You know, I'm a rare one, man. I'm one nine, man. So, you know, I agree and then I don't. <laughs> That's what's up. I get it, though. You already know it's all love, bro. Well, I appreciate you giving us some of your time and sharing some of your stories with the people and with, that, with me and other folks. Like I said I, in the intro, um, you know, I was trying to do this series called Stories from the South End and really just, you know, talking about how cats grew up, what we've been through, you know, as well as, you know, how we're trying to grow. Still, we're all working on ourselves as we go, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I know a lot about you because, you know, we grew up together, but, uh, you know, we're just going to kind of have some softball questions to start out with. So the first question is just, a, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Shit. As we know, I was born around Seattle, Washington. Shit. Uh, I don't know. I can't, you know, Seattle is, you know, as I grew up, I started seeing how Seattle was different. So, you know, I can explain how I grew up around here and stuff into what I'm accustomed to. But as I start, you know, developing my maturity in, in regions, shit's different up here. But, you know, yeah, I'm Seattle, Washington, man, 206 native, um, South End, Seattle, Washington. Um, you know, um, um, this whole area, um, I don't, I hate to leave it, but it, it's going to be time to move. You got to move around, especially when you get older and you get to moving around in these cities and shows and all that. But yeah, this has been home, man. This is home, man. This is the shit. No question. That's what's up. So you don't want to share anything else about yourself, who you are, father. Well, you musician. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a proud father, man, boy and a girl right now. Um, and this month actually is uh, my children's birthday month. So happy birthday to the both of them guys, man. Um, my son was supposed to be here with me, but uh, we had some other things we had to situate for itself. But um, yeah, I'm out of 206, man. I got a couple kids, man. Um, you know, I'm 39 years old. I like to lie and say, you know, I'm 289 and all that because I did so much time behind bars and stuff. So I kind of subtract that prison time. It threw me in a, a freezer. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, I went to Franklin. You know what I'm saying? I'm FQ. You already know I'm a Quaker, but I love all the schools, man. As I got older, man, I start. I love all this shit, man. But um. Yeah, I went to Franklin and shit, man. You know, play that Rainier play field. Um, I was filthy, um, you know, whatever I did, but I was so mixed up into all the other, you know, so I just left that shit then, you know what I'm saying? And um, I went to Franklin. I played hoop for like a month or two. Shook that. I wanted to rob and take and all that shit. Right. So we're going we're gonna to dive into some of that, some of the stuff that you're doing 
a little later on as we get into the question. So we're just going to jump around a little bit. So, you know, reflecting back as a kid, you know, what did you want to be when you grew up as a kid? You know, like what, what did you want to do when you were a kid? Let me be all the, all the way honest with you. <clears throat> Look, when I was little, <clears throat> no bullshit. <clears throat> when I was little, <clears throat> the number one thing I wanted to be, bro, was a motherfucking cop. And that's all facts. Like, when I was a little boy, and naturally to any little kid, because they innocent, you know, their soul hasn't bear reapers in the earth yet. You know, they don't got one. You know what I'm right. saying? So um, I, I, I seen cops as being noble. You know what I'm saying? And like they helped motherfuckers and shit, dog. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, he helps people. And I just I always seen him with a smile and hey, little boy, you know, and a sucker. So I was like, oh, nigga, he's giving up candy off the rip and he worked for the planet Earth. Um, I want to be him. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the real. That's real shit. That's my truth. So, so what got in the way of that becoming what you were or what you are? What got in the way? That's a, that's a two piece question. I can answer that. Both those. What happened to what? What was the first one? Well, basically, did things get in the way of you being what you wanted to be? You know, you said you, you, mean, you, you mean the bus? Yeah, you said you wanted to be the police when you was a kid. So I'm asking. You said what? What got in the way from that happening? You know, shit, nigga. I didn't know what the police. I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, like I live, innocent boy and dumb kids. That's woo, boy. Them cops, boy. That's one of the top. Listen, being a police right now is one of the top five most hated, not wanted jobs, but wanted, but still be achieved. Also, with being a rapper, right? So, alluding to that, your question, uh, shit. Nigga, as I got older, I I started doing stuff that the police was the the person that was supposed to capture me. So I was like, oh, that's what the catch is. The cops are supposed to stop. So when the cops stop, I had to run to the block. And part of being from the block is we don't know, no, no with the cops. So that's kind of how it, you know what I'm saying, came to fruition. And then, you know what I'm saying, as I got older now into my age bracket, shit, man, it's really overridden. That shit was overridden when I was in the teens. But now, I mean, you know, all this, you know, George Floyd's and, and you know, just, you know, man, the rest of the story. I don't want to really just hammer that part right now. But hell no, nah, the cops, fuck no. I could never be the cops. I can't work with them, talk to them, tell them nothing, give them a wink, none of that. I barely even want to, when I see a female, I get, I'm going to get on that. You know what I'm saying? I'll holler at Miss, uh, you know, shout out to the uh, beautiful police ladies, man. But uh, other than that, uh-uh, I ain't, no. And I ain't giving them no no nothing. Right. But some blood and some bubble gum, huh? So so the next few questions kind of talk about, you know, because I, I heard you say that basically you started transitioning some of the things that you were doing that removed that from an option, Right. Right. Uh, some of the stuff. So, I, you know, kind of so, you know, you kind of started getting in traffic. You know, you started, you know, you started you know, getting on getting in the fast lane. So. Right. When did you, when did you start getting into traffic? Um, Like as far as with my music um, push and everything. No, like as far as oh, when I was younger, getting the block. Yeah. When you were saying yeah. we started getting in the mix and you found out the police were the ones that, you know. So, yeah. When did like, I ain't going to lie. You know what? It's a gift and a curse, man. Them damn community centers. You know what I'm saying? The community centers, man, is, is like the, the metropolis, you know what I'm saying? For a young man, young girl, mostly um, the percentage 
um, ways off into the young men becoming, you know, part of the streets, gang members and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I went down to that Rainier Community Center, man. Shout out Rainier Community Center, man. The old one and the new one, man. You know what I'm talking about? But um, that's home base, man. That's the bunker. That's 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 home base, man. You know what I'm talking about? So um, yeah, I hate that, that that old Rainier, Dre. You already know that joint was like that was the pandemic. Once you got a dose of that old near one dose and you'll be back. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I went down there, bro. And then, you know, it was a wrap after that. I was in a spin cycle and shit like I, I was with the bro. How old were you? Um, Shit. I was about when I first hit the old Rainier. I was about 13. 13 getting ready to turn like a 14. You know what I'm saying? But 13. Yep. Never forget. And then you said that, you know, this is the next question was like kind of what made you get in the traffic? So you talked about going down. There. Oh. If you, you want to elaborate a little more, you know, just like, you know, what, the, you know, you know, when you young, bro, peer pressure, wanting to be looked at cool perception, you know, you young, you dumb and that shit fits so suitably. Um it, it, it's it's crazy, but yeah, I just you know said so I just wanted to be cool and wanted to be accepted, and I wanted to you know I wanted the rest of the kids to play with me, kick it with me, just like every other kid do, um, you know, regardless of the situation. So yeah, I just whatever these guys was into, I was try, I was like I'm down. So you know what I'm saying being we was in that community center, and it was so much. Um, you know what I'm saying? Thug and, and everybody's blood. It was easy to just, you know what I'm saying? Fall just into that. That was a high that once that high hit the shit, I, I think I became the dragon. I don't even think I chased it. I think I caught it that first high. And then like, I was just on the, on the dragon's back. Like, yeah, nigga passed that. You know what I'm saying? So that, that's really what, um, that, when I went down to Rainier Community Center, man, shout out to Rainier Community Center again, man, because they breed champions, they breed stars, Hall of Famers, you know what I'm saying, big timers, you know what I'm saying, grinders, man, all types of people, man, very influential, um, black, white, Asian, Samoan um, men and women um, that taught me um, very instrumental things um, through my process of being 39 years young. And I appreciate them. Some of them aren't here to this day. So, um, yeah, that Rainier Community Center really, really did me some justice, you know. And so re reflecting back on on what got you in the mix, you know, what could have what could have stopped you? What could have, you know, stopped you from getting in traffic? You know what I'm saying? What what types of people? What could have stopped like, me? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? You know, let's reflect well, back, like if there was a point in time or something that could have been in place to actually stop you know, the trajectory that you went on, you know? You know, well, I'm a firm believer that, you know, things with the kids. And so we're speaking as into when I was younger, it starts at home. You know what I'm saying? So um, my father wasn't there. I had a, I had a wonderful stepfather. Um, I still associate and correspond and have all the same love for him as I did then now. Um, so, um, that I'm going to say this, I'm speak for myself. I was very well taken care of by my mother. I, I love her to death. She is here today. And um, she man, made sure I didn't have to 
So I really didn't have a curve or anything to have a reason to say, oh, that's why he was in the streets or this and that. It was just like, man, it just, you know, I will, you'll find out. But as far as with a father figure and shit like that, nah, I had a stepfather who was um there for a long time and gave me what I needed. And then he happened to just have gone left at that time when I was coming down to the 13, you know what I'm saying? So um, the situation kind of unzipped itself. You know what I'm saying? And um, I, I, I guess I jumped into the the, the, the the statistic. You know what I'm saying? I fit the suit. And so I've been following to it. And I guess what a lot of men do um, as we grow and we develop from that young guy, the streets, and then we got into this right now, we have to sit and look at the process of everything and, and add up, equivalent, was it worth it or not? And nine times out of 10, it wasn't. So... You got to be a smart person, man. You got to be a smart um, creature and um, start making those sacrifices and the longevity moves for people that are in your life that have been there for you and for your kids. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Everything that from back then that reverted with me not having a father there, my dad not being there, and then having a stepdad, and then me shooting down to this community center. But my mom being on a scale of one to 10, my mom legitimately is a 19 like legitimately a 19 like and that's no crack habits and stuff like that shout out to the ones that do have i'm not at all i'll never diss on stuff like that like i'm I'm from that so but just like she's super dope and that's where i get it from that's where my strength came from it didn't come from my dad i can't speak upon my i know great imperial um things of grand things about my dad that a lot of people in the streets know, but that doesn't matter to me because I picked up and what I've been utilizing now is that attendance is of great value when it comes to your children's lives. And I was lacking in that area with my father and it affected um, a lot of um, monumental um, parts of my growing up, which um, equaled out to what, you know what I'm saying? My criminal record, so to speak, and the things I've done in the streets, you know? Yeah, and I can definitely relate to that growing up without a dad and, you know, getting in the mix early as well. But part of I also just as me reflecting and I don't know if, if this is where you're at or not, but, you know, people like James Hampton, uh, Prince. Shout know, out, James. You know, All guy, right. Guy, yeah, Guy Shout Davis, but folks like that that were kind of filling in the gap. So that was beneficial to have that. But it was it's so much moving on. Like I said, I, they can't never replace having a father in, at, at home. So I, I definitely identify with that, too, because I don't I don't know my father. I didn't you know, so I think that that's definitely a piece that that was missing uh, for sure. Right. Yeah. So, hell yeah. R.I.P. Prince, you know, the click. Like, Prince is one of the most winning coaches ever. I mean, that cat was dope. Hell yeah, that was I'm proud to have said he's one of our big homies. He was an OG. He was a triple OG homie. And we didn't even know what that was. He was so triple OG and dashed and splashed. He, man, rest in peace to Prince, man. So you already answered this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, have you been locked up? Unfortunately so. Yeah, so uh, did being locked up change you? Yeah, unfortunately so. I'll answer that and repeat that same answer. Yeah, it has. And then, and then how? How has it changed you? How has it changed me? Um. It just, man, to be honest, and I can only speak for myself on this, it just sharpened me. And the thing is, it sharpened me the, not the first time for sure. 
Um, not the second time, not the third time. It started kicking in when I got out from the third time, but the fourth time and then my last time that I just recently, a uh, year and about a year and a half ago coming up, I got out from was my fifth time um, in the penitentiary. That was the worst time, the worst anything of my life. I went through a um, very, um, um, a very needed and dark um, time and spot where uh, depression, I finally, I caught up to that or it caught up to me. I should uh, correct my speech and um, man, that joint ain't no joke, man. And it's real. So at first I didn't believe in all these things like that, Dre, um, this taboo ass anxiety and all that. But I appear to have all of them now. PTSD, anxiety. I, I have it. Depression. I don't fuck with depression, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm a warrior. You got to got to beat your chest hard and get that shit up off you. And the people that do, those are the real warriors of the world, man. I know it spiritually, but um, yeah, that was, you know what I'm saying? That, that the, when I went to prison, all them times, I didn't learn anything, but this last time down, I went through, I think what it was is see me, I'm one of them type of people in life that um, let's say that um, earth is um, a pla a fighting platform, you know, right. and you're, and you're fighting with whatever that you're up against. I'm, I'm one of them ones that, you know, um, you ain't going to get me with that one hit. I ain't one of them. You got to keep hitting me with that same shit. So what I'm saying, so to speak, is I, I, I'm hard headed. You got I, one time I ain't, ain't going to learn. You got to bam, 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 bam. I'm, all right, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Then I catch on. So that's what it, you know, that fight, man, if, if, after the, in the 12th, 11th round, man, I started to catch on. You know what I'm saying? So um, I needed that. And I'm glad you brought up the fact around like anxiety, depression, stress, PTSD, Mm -hmm. We need to have safer spaces for us to be able to talk about that, especially as black folks and, and moreover as black men, because it's real, you know what I'm saying? To really identifying that and figuring out ways to navigate that. You know what I mean? So the um so I'm glad you 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 brought that brought that up because a lot of times we just act like and we've probably been having, you know, like you know, you know, me personally, like I started going to funerals when I was eleven years old, you know, and it's been nonstop ever since. And then, you know, it's like how can you not be traumatized? It becomes normalized, right? But it's really nothing normal about it, you know? Yeah. So the other piece I want to ask you, too, is like by you being removed from your family, you know, friends, you know, your kids, your partners, your mom, like how did, if you're aware of it, how did that impact like the folks around you? Like how, what was the impact on the community, you know, by you being locked up? Man. So much stuff. I believe in my heart that if I was alive on, uh, I mean, not alive, but if I was there free, then a couple of my partners would be alive um, still. Um, rest in peace to all of them people that I'm speaking of. Um, I believe that if, I, well, for one, for two after that, because that's more important than this, but um, I, I, man, I, you know, there's so many chicks that I lost, man. You know what I'm saying? I had some good chicks, man. Some good friends, some good women, some good women, some good whatever you call them, bitches, whatever the fuck we put. Man, I had a lot of good all of them titles, man. And jail is the I hate. I, that's why I stay free now. Dre, listen, I this last time down, it affected me so much. It, it reached into my core so viciously. Um, that I named my daughter free, freedom, freedom. Every time I just see her moving around or I have to say her name, it reminds me 
freedom is all that matters. And it's a two part thing because she's all that matters and she's my life. And um, I was looking at my life. So I named her freedom. And I believe that that broke the um, hex that I put on myself. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm in rotation with that. And you know, when you believe you can achieve. Um, so I don't keep that type of energy within myself, my mainframe inside so that that would be fake to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, pop this certain type of shit out here and then have this certain type of energy of my truth inside. So, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? I even I, to bear my truth to every to everything in the earth. I, I my last creation was um, I named her freedom. Um, I, she's so dazzling and gorgeous. Um I still haven't even got to meet everything inside her heart yet. And I, I can't wait to, but she has been very instrumental in my um, rehabilitation from, you know, certain um, areas that didn't suit me well, you know what I'm saying? And in society. Right. So um, that, you know, um, you know, uh, one thing that this, this is one thing that, that really, um, where I felt like I had to, um, I, cause look, I kept repeating history by going back and back, 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 like fuck repeating history, nigga. You're like binging going to jail. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just binging. So it, I, I had to sit back and, un, and take off the whole time. I was just driving around. I'm a car. I'm just driving around. I had to tarp on myself the whole time. I had to take that tarp off, man, and really let motherfuckers see the gleam and glimmer of this fresh coat of genuine realness that's um, been infested in Seattle. And I was doing myself um, an, a miscarriage by coming out here and shining and blinding and flying and, you know, rhyming and whatever. And then humbuggishly, you'll hear my name for some of the dumbest shit that got me like the most mega football numbers and baseball time numbers for you. Like, so I had to re readjust that and do a, a, a tune up, man, on, on my own engine. You know what I'm saying? And when I did that, man, I was ready to ride. You know what I'm saying? Like I really had to sit and readjust a couple of things and it was some sacrifices that I had to make. And, um, I've been prepared to make them. Um, I'm not really one of the people that like to explain when I'm in rotation of that sacrifice, so to speak, that 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 pattern, that path that I'm on to certain people. So, man, you know, you see it, you get it, you you like it, you love it. If not, dump it. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's been something different for me because a lot of man, motherfuckers is going to watch this and shit like that. They, you know, man, you know, they know what they know. They hear what they hear and they get what they get out of me. But, you know, there's certain people out here that really know inside of me how I am. So that's why. I've been loved, you know what I'm saying, by a couple, you know what I'm saying, hated by um, certain people. But within the um, infrastructure of my path, um, walking on this, um, I had to unveil um, the better part of me, the, the genius inside of me, man. Like I, I put all them smarts into all that dummy legal shit I'd be out here getting that reputation for and shit. And then like it really doesn't have a paycheck at every 30 days like my music does, like my YouTube channel, you know, monetized. Right. Go to YouTube, by the way, y'all. Um, so, you know, those type of things, man, I just sat and put on in front of me and just looked at and was like, I'll just sacrifice this for this. Just to fast for a little bit slower. Yeah, like he said, his in the description, the YouTube, his, all of his socials and stuff are in, 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 in the description. Make sure you guys follow, subscribe, you know, tap in, stay tapped in. And, and Kofax, you talked about a little bit about this, you know, skated on a little bit around, you know, the when you talked about the depression and, you know, how 
things changed you and, you know, your daughter has been a light, you know, and those types of things. Mm -hmm. Really. And this is something that we don't talk about as black men. And and that's why, you know, I want to create a space for this for folks to be, because this is somewhat therapeutic for people to be able to share their stories and other people can learn like, okay, I'm not the only one who's dealing with these types of things. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of us have a lot more common than, than we don't. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the next question is really like, you know, how have you been taking care of yourself or making changes? Like, what have you done? Because that's the other thing is like, as you're dealing with anxiety and stress and PTSD and, and different things and, you know, is it music? Is it different? How are you, how are you really taking care of yourself? So you're not a, you know, don't, don't snap back and you can, you know, fulfill the, the name that you gave to your daughter, right. To where you can have freedom. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, well, to finish off the last part with me repeating history, but going to jail, I, I had to realize that those that don't learn from history um, are bound to repeat it, you know? And when I woke up and realized that I knew this the whole time, I was like, you dumb nigga, like, let's, let's get in rotation, man. So, um, now for moving forward, um, I'm going to say this. Now I want everybody that's watching this is just going to view it and everything. I want you to sit right, just sit, to lean back. Cause I'm going to even light up my wood right now. And I want you to really go into my shoes for the people that really know me. Like you always hear about these niggas that rap or something, something. And of course what's supposed to um, go with their resume of that is they're a thug or they go to jail. They've been to jail once or twice, or a couple of times, whatever, be the life sin, whatever. Um, so, Boom. Just 15 months ago, 15 months and a week or so ago, I get let out of prison. Right. From doing 70 months, you know, did I did six. Mine, I get out. My little baby girl is six. We don't even know each other. That's a strike. It's already a strike because I was in jail. Oh, by the way, speaking of strikes, I was looking at my third strike while I was in there for an assault that I beat um, by the graces of whatever. I, I like to um, call them jihad. So, um, then I get out, right? Boom, I get released. Now you gotta think that I'm a, I'm a person that, a lot of these people watch these TV shows, man, of um, being locked up and 60 days in, 4,100 hours over and all that bullshit, right? But, and, they, and then, you know, people be sitting there watching it. I'll shout out to that shit, cause I watch it too. But what I mean is, um, yeah, you get to see it through that screen, but now boom. So Koufax is released, right? I'm a felon. Oh, with two strikes, you know what I'm saying? So now after I'll do out all this, go find a job, make sure you do your probation. Don't be doing drugs and yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Cool. 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 Let's follow that. So now boom, get out looking around at things. And I mean, I'm not going to lie. Um, everything wasn't peaches and cream. Um, as far as my home front, you know what I'm saying? I, I had a, you know, mild, um, dysfunctional marriage that I got released to, uh, whatever who I know people that have more than just a mild dysfunction. So, um, Boom, that, you know what I'm saying, is a little bit on there. I'm not going to say that's a strike. You know what I'm saying? That's life. So um, then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, for me being incarcerated, you know what I'm saying, in a cell, solitary, 23 and 1, every day, every day, months, years in a row, they say coronavirus, quarantine, go in anywhere now. We don't give a fuck who you've been having issues with, DV scenes, baby mama issues. Don't be on the streets. You're going to get sick. People are dying. Look at this last 5,000. You know what I'm saying? So boom. Now, 
I'm put in this funk, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck is this? Because out of my 39 years, they ain't never told me to go quarantine and go in a house. So um, I've had a double battle, you know what I'm saying? And then lo and behold, you know what I'm saying? Man, fuck this, man. I'm about to let everybody hear my music, man. So now I'm an artist now. Now, so, you know, within all that, since I got released, that's where Kofax 1-9 came from. That's when I became the Faxdemic. You know what I'm saying? Everything was everything was spoken about and brought up at this certain time when I was released. Happened to just go so nice with my name. So I'm the one nine, one time for your mind. And um, that's that's the flotation I've been in. So like but I'm basically answering your question um, all in one at the end is saying I've had so many things on my back, so many strikes, so many things that just were just and I still I still knowing busted through the wall like i'm not going back to jail cuz i'm not doing that no more like this is the first time that i've been free um for this long um in 21 years you know what i'm saying and that uh, is pitiful for me to even say that you know what i'm saying and my po is the one that got me hip shout out to my po man and i'm gonna say that again shout out to my doc officer he's a cool brother i respect him all the way from beginning to end because all the way from the beginning to end He's been Gucci with me, and now I'm about to get off DOC with this with this probation officer, who's a brother, by the way, who's damn near my age, by the way, and who's on top of his shit, by the way, which I can't do nothing but respect. And by the way, he didn't call the cops on me in no times for me to get my charges or sentence me at any times during my sentencing. So there's no reason why I should look at him like that. That's just for the smart smart guys out here, and then these weird street thugs. Everybody's the ops anyway. So because of him, I'm getting off probation real soon, which means that my artistry will be able to um, come to fruition and accelerate in a grander fashion, even faster. So things are, you know, what I'm saying all this shit's nothing. That's where I was mentioning the warrior part of everything. Besides the jail part, you know, what I'm saying all that. I really don't care about that shit. That shit was nothing. Uh, it, it just it took me away from it. It was it's everybody else's expectations. You know what I'm saying, Dre? It's it's the perception of what everybody else is saying about me. If it really came down to it, I bust this gun. I stab with this knife. I go smack this chick. I go punch this dude and rob him. I gotta go do the time. I'm going to do that. It's no big deal. I can rock that shit out. They made a prison with those cells, and they unlock and lock and give me a release date. I'll lift weights and be great until they um give me my release date. So I was living underneath those um those regards, Dre. And those regards are it's like you're shutting down anything else of your opportunities, you know what I'm saying? All your possibilities. Yeah, it's kind of suicidal behavior, right? You're just like, I'm just I'm just gonna keep keep going Clear. the same cycle. So it sounds like what's been healing and taking care of yourself has been the music and being able to have an outlet to have get your voice out. Am I correct in hearing what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds about correct. And, and I'll share some other stuff with you. I don't know if you're on this, but you know, bio neural beats, uh, meditation, you know, yoga. There's different things that we can do that you know help us calm calm our mind down. Because I have a hard time sleeping. I mean, ever since I lost Ale, man, I've been like it's it's been hard for me to sleep. But I I've realized some some of my elders have laced me up with, you know, there's some stuff on YouTube that has bio neural beats. Uh, Spotify. I know you're on Spotify because I know you got music. I listen to some of your tracks on Spotify, so. Thanks, just make sure that you're tapping in on those tools as well. And that's part of why I want to create space like this. So when we can share, people can share what they're doing already. And then also for us to press each other to continue to take care of ourselves. Because if guess what? If you don't take care of you, who will? Right. You know, but people. And this is the thing. You got to be smart. This is for all the real smart humans that are watching this. Take this down. Remember this. You've got to be smart because a person will reverse psychology to make you feel there down there. 
when they've been down there waiting for you to come down. So you got to be on top of your game. Don't let nobody tell you something. Hey, look, I've been doing what I've been doing. And if you know me, then you know what I've been doing for so long. That right now, for me to get out and say I'm doing something totally different that has legitimacy to it has been fucking people up. Like legitimately, like my loved ones. It's like in a way, you're waiting for me to, to implode. You know what I'm saying? Right. Life. I love it. I mean, when you when you when you really um sit back and, and let um life simmer in and quit rushing toward it and just let it come kind of to you, and you know what a cool and a cool process. You really laugh more than you'll um, frown in life. I guarantee it. So one question I skipped over, which I want to make sure that, you know, this is stories from the South. And, you know, we got love for everybody, but, you know, we want to highlight the stories from cats that grew up in the South. And what core values did you learn growing up in the South? End? Listen, I'm not going to lie. Listen, let's just, be, let's, just, let's just get this down right now. I'm from the South End, right? So it's different now. I hear other counties screaming South End. I get it, and I love those people that are. I'm speaking about Tacoma all up there. Shout out to the South End and Tacoma. Them is my guys. Um, now, like I was about to jump into, I'm from the South End. South End. I that to me, I'm gonna let everybody else know that is a um, alma mater. That is a university. Period. When we start talking and doing all this, all this, um, you know who we are, period. When we go hit these prisons, these jails, these different malls, these different counties, um, anytime we're inside of Washington and we hit these certain spots and we start popping up, like, are you from Seattle or are you from the South End? Right. Now, shout out to the CD because they got their swag, too. Now. The South End, like I was um, alluding to, we're a university. We, um, you can tell off the top. It's like you're, you're in the Marines, you're in the Army, you're in the Navy. You can't turn your back on a South Indian. And that's what you are. When you are um, from the South End, you are a South Indian. Um, and based on that, our, our lingo and stuff like that, that shit crafted me. And that shit ain't left and it's not leaving at all. So I kind of feel bad for the people that feel think they feel bad for me. Oh, this guy's still doing that. Shut the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear that. Look at the millennium that we live in. So within that, I really believe in my South Endism and and I love where I came from, man. You know what I'm saying? We worldwide, man. We even international. And it started from this little itty bitty area around Seattle. How can you not love that? You know what I'm saying? And being that I'm from the South End, I remember when I didn't even know all the all the acclim how to be fully acclimated and say south and be south in like I used to come out with my Cuddy rest in peace I ain't even gonna say Mo's name I said Mo's name Cuddy rest in peace that's my nigga he's with us right now we'd be somewhere and that nigga would be on and that nigga would be telling me something about that like bro you tripping bro we're south in this is a whole another thing you know what I'm saying like all the shit, like even anything with the, you know what I'm saying? It period. So being that, um, and, and I know if C, I know niggas from the CD feel that same way, probably. They like nigga, the CD is legendary. You know what I'm saying? And I get it. It is. Yeah. Shout out to them niggas. And I think what cats get just from growing up in the hood or whatever, CD Westside, you know, South End, 
and now it's more like South King County is, you know, respect, trust, accountability, you know, word is bond. Like if you say you're going to do something, do it. Otherwise there's real repercussions if you don't. Right. So that's, you know, those, mm-hmm. are the, those are values that are, are probably in every neighborhood. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's, those, those are, are anything that is half organized period. Right. Cause that's logic. You know what I'm saying? So, so let's shift gears a little bit to, to this generation and the next generation. Like what, you know, how can we help this generation and the next generation stay out of traffic, you know, stay out the mix? I got to light up on that one now. (laughs) Now, out of respect, brother, repeat that one more time so that the flame can hit this wood by that time. And I I think I've been came with something free so it can run back through my brain again, if you don't mind, sir. No problem. What can we do to help this current generation and the next generation stay out of traffic? Nothing. It's doomed. If there was one, let alone a multitude of people that could just even put a percentage of ease to what's going on out with the youngsters and and how they see the influence on stuff, because you got to think about this. Um, Naturally, what does a little boy always look up to when he has brothers and sisters? The brother. Naturally. Right. Because what? Everything seems to match with the boy more than the girl body parts, stuff like that, haircuts. So that's what young brothers slash niggas do in the streets. Nigga come through with them J's and car hearts, whatever. I don't know what the shit is. And he see the nigga over there with it, too. You're going to try to meet that nigga somehow. And you guys going to try to ride the same surfboard. Now. Based on that. You immediately, once you got, you come to that conclusion, that's a relationship, Dre. You know what I'm saying? You just, you're dating mother nature, man. She's just young. Them streets is a beast, man. And, and, um, the whole time you spend your whole, I'm telling you, you spend your whole life chasing the whole time, chasing that dragon and, and a couple more things. And a lot of people ain't mind strong for the streets to that core to where you, you know what I'm saying? Like kill somebody, go to court. Uh, have your attorney there, beat it, then still live after and then have kids and live your life. And that's just one thing. I just hit that topic is because just to really um, get to the, um, you know, the, the core of everything. But um, so as I grew up and then I start seeing because like, I listen, you know, you you know, for a fact, when we all came together, we what we, we genocide, we trade, we whatever and whatever this shit is. And we're who riding on somebody else. Oh, I'm not going outside this circle and doing nothing snaky. You know, you know, I, that's not how I rock. You can't say nothing to name. So me, myself, um, that loyalty thing, man, I like I become like sewed into that blanket of it. I'm a patch. I'm a quilt. I'm on the quilt. You know what I'm saying? So like and then you got to remember, Dre, it'd be other patches on quilts. Right. They'd be different colors and sizes. It mean different things. Right. So just because you on the same um, um, blanket don't mean you're cut from the same cloth. Right. And that's how it is in these streets. And you got to understand that a blanket is supposed to do what? Um, bring warmth and comfort to you, not the opposite. So when the opposite comes out, the effect of what you don't want it to be, it's not for you. Us as men, we feed into that. We eat that steel and swallow it and hope to get full off of it. 
But what they don't know is they throw it out when they, they earl it up when they hit the corner spiritually because it's not for them. You know what I'm saying? Um, and based on that, there's no influence on the um, on the streets. Let me tell you what the influence on the streets and on the youngsters right now is, Dre. This is the truth, man. It's hip hop. The rap game, hip hop, anything, any of that right now is the closest thing. Listen, I'm going to tell you the only other thing besides hip hop and all that stuff that will literally stop. And I'm just going to say 10,000 millennials post up like this and they'll listen because they're not going to listen in this day and age. They're not listening. The only thing besides what I'm about to say is literally the cloud opening up and like a whatever come out of God or whatever, whatever they say. It's just like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to stop too, nigga. I'm like, like, am I high? Do I need to get high? What is that in the sky? So that's the only thing. And that ain't happening. So hip hop, the music, the rap game. I will tell you why the rap game to me, like I always say, has become one of the um, mass communication medias. You know what I'm saying? Um, so to speak, because the younger generation listens to most of uh, the time when rappers speak. You know what I'm saying? That's all I pay attention to. And they're 40 and I pay attention. I can't wait to go to YouTube to see what uh, these little 20 year old rappers done did, who they done shot. And so if I'm doing it, Guess how many more are too? So within that, um, rappers are the new black activists. So we are the answer, Dre. Um, I'm gonna say me, sorry, you're not an artist. You're dope, you are. But um, artists, we are the answer. So if whatever we push is what they're gonna pick up. So that's, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I can't say that we need to do so, so, so. Well, wait a second, cause first you said there is no answer. And now you're saying hip hop is the answer. So. Well, just because that's not the answer. You okay. see what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's the message. Yeah, so part of it is the message too. And I, I that's why I just wanted to push you on that, but as well, yeah. as, you know, my bad if I didn't make that answer good, brother. No, no, it's all good. You know, this is a conversation. We want to provide space for pe people to be yep. there, but I also want to push that, you know, we may not save everybody, but I think there is an opportunity. Like you said, I think this same pandemic that you and I dealt with without having a father is still mm -hmm. now, right? And that's why people are able to be influenced. And so, you know, and you said if, if, if somebody's rapping about something that these cats are latched onto that's positive, then that's mm -hmm. the direction they're going. If they're rapping stuff that's negative, then that's the direction they're going to go, right? That's what you're saying? Yeah, it's too, because you got to think about it. Um, when it's dark, it doesn't gain attention to your eyes, but light does. You know what I'm saying? Go in the dark, and then all of a sudden lights turn on. You're going to be. Right. So the rap game and entertainment does that to the youngsters. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it does that. And when you do that, then what follows the ears? And that's it's a rap after that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's hypnotization at its finest and in the sneakiest. But I um, I'm, I'm hip. I'm smart. You know what I'm saying? I know about I'm a cerebral type of person. Um, so I catch on to it. That's why I'm so eager to get into this motherfucking rap game, man. You know what I'm talking about? And, or I, guess, day and, night. and I guess what I'm asking is how do we create stuff where people aren't in the dark? You know what I'm saying? So they're not hypnotized by, you know, if they just listen to us, it should be entertainment. Because I agree. I think we end up living the lyrics. But the reality is, like, you know, if somebody had a father or or a mentor or different types of things, this is what I feel is that's beneficial because then you're not in the dark. You know what I'm saying? You have the resources that you need or some things that can help you be a little more resilient to 
to the darkness, you know? So a mentor, right? Boom. Let's say, let's just take a prototype mentor right now. This dude, chick, whatever. Good job at this, that, no kids. That's enough time after their job to be able to what? Mentor, um, you know, an at-risk youth or something. Somebody who needs it. But goddamn, Dre, now you got to gamble with this mentor. What's in his closet? Everybody's got something in it multiple pieces of baggage and stuff. And what I'm saying that for is, is to, to elude, to push down farther. They're going to try to say that robots are going to be the best mentors because they don't have skeletons in their closet because a skeleton in your closet does what to a person that can find out about your skeletons, get you lack of trust when they catch you like, hold on, why am I listening to him? You follow what I'm saying? I think sometimes people, especially cats that are in the mix, will have more respect for somebody like you to be a mentor than somebody who has a good job and all that. But it's really we got to carry the message. And, and and I think my experience has been like sharing trials and tribulations and being real with folks like this is I'm not perfect. I don't got all my shit together. Right. But at the end of the day, I think people have more respect for that because ain't nobody no robot. Ain't nobody perfect. Ain't nobody no God out here like that. You know what I mean? So I think, you know, I think like. What I would say, you know, just pushing back is like, I think if we really wrap our, even if, instead of trying to say we're going to save everybody, if everybody that says I'm responsible for one person, then I'm going to make sure it's successful, then the world would be a better place. You know, it's like it's simple math, man. It's organizing one on one. But, you know, I think when we look at it, the problem's so big, then it's like, you know, it's what's the point? You know what I mean? And then it's you kind of give up, which, you know, I don't really feel like for me, I don't feel like that's the answer. But everybody got the right to think what they what they think, you know? Yeah, man, you know, it's uh, it's so many cliches on it. Which one we going to use? It is what it is. Get it how you, you know what I'm saying? All that cornball ass shit. That's why I just, you know, them is things that we was born under that put in our in our brain and shit to, to follow. That's why I just live cowboy life, man. I'm to be honest with you, Dre. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm for I'm for so much more positivity now. I'm so much for my community and all that stuff, and just you know, <clears throat> passing down a message to the kids. I I'm that is tattooed on my heart is, is to not be doing just super fucked up shit in front of kids. Right. I hate. I'm not. I'm just not with that. Like, but I ain't gonna lie. Besides that, I'm shit. Then I guess I'm a lying ass nigga then. Cause as soon as the kids is gone, nigga, I'm doing what the fuck I want to do regularly. I don't hold no, ain't no filter on the way I'm gonna live life because I ain't never followed no rules. All my, everything is done. Credit ID strikes record misdemeanor felony spent anything. They, I get whispered about, man, they're throwing a life sentence at me. So I live on the cusp of just, you know what I'm saying? Death and just super fantasy reality, fun, excitement, you know what I'm saying? Which is the ultimate core of your life anyway. You know what I'm saying? You ain't supposed to have all them worries and shit, man. So a person that lives like me, that knows it like me, that has it like me, too bad the rest of them don't got a brain like me and understanding like me, then you would be able to have this million, two, three, four dollars that I got coming to me, man, real soon, man. Two, three, four years, you know? That's short, man, when it comes to those M's. Yeah. So, speaking speaking of that, you know, you know, what what goals do you have now? Like, you know, we talked about a little bit like what you wanted to be when you were younger and things that got in the way of that. But what goals do you have now? Um, you know. So when I said about 
you know, the cop stuff when I was young. Mind you, I was like under 10. It didn't matter if I was 12 or whatever. I was a kid. But um, when I seen then that the cop thing, the police, I think it was more that there was like a nobleness to them. You know what I'm saying? Something like that, right? I don't know if it was the uniform. I don't know if it was, I don't know. So I kind of see that into the same grounds now. It's like being an artist, but even more grand, like rappers, we go and hire the police to be our bodyguards. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they want to gun us down and kill us. And we, like, we totally don't fuck with the cops. That's one of the real things with being an artist too, that I'm, it's like a hand in the glove with me right now is that I, I don't fuck with the police. I'm not really, I'm not for no police. I'll, breathe by you if you're black to hear you say something that's of our language and then you know what i'm saying and you know what i'm talking about dre and um other than that mm -mm, we don't do the popo i understand that but what are your goals i'm saying what are your goals now you talked about you know trying to you know be an artist and these types of things so i want oh well i mean what are your goals and and then the next question is going to be like how can folks support you in achieving your goals you know well uh, about three weeks ago, maybe a month, I just launched an online newsletter. Um, it's called The Facts. Um, if you're from Seattle, if you're from Tacoma, if you're from wherever and you heard about The Facts, the original facts that's um, from Seattle, Washington, it's very iconic. Um, it's um, everybody knows it that's of my age and older and stuff like that. And so my name is Kofax. So I just took the last three letters and giving you the facts, you know what I'm saying? And that's my um, news um, letter. Um, I have about maybe 20 people max subscribed already, but um, I just started it. So it's one of my ventures. I just launched that. Um, I have my entertainment company, um, Kofax ENT, um, my music videos, anything that's anything of my visuals, anything is probably I've done it or I'll, somebody that's underneath my company that I probably hired and then fired now because I'm the only one that is um, holding the reins. Um, so yeah, that's cool. I'm into that. Um, my podcast, um, will be now, this is the reason why my podcast isn't been floating right now. And I've been speaking about it for like a year. Well, my business partners and everything that's in the connection to, um, the Rainier Avenue, um, radio station, you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's been a whole bunch of like construction stuff, whatever, whatever. But, um, I have the, um, Kofax versus Seattle, um, podcast, um, um, I'll be, I might just start launching it right before, right in summer, you know what I'm saying? So motherfucker can just be riding and listening to that shit, but I'm gonna make sure it's going to be exclusive. Um, my clothing company, um, prominent culture, um, for the last eight months has been out in Vancouver. Um, shout out to, um, LeClaire boutiques, um, Miss LeClaire, um, she was on my, she's one of my friends on Facebook. I was 5,000 of them. So shit, that's, that's all love. Shout out to Miss LeClaire again. Um, she was on my live during my mixtape release party and when I launched my clothing company <clears throat> and she liked it, my push, she liked it, my grit. So she invested 12,000 into my um, clothing company and also allowed me to um, extend um, a, another design, another comp, another um, clothing brand out of it. So just like some sweats or something with another name. Um, I haven't even decided to even, um, engage in this this is just right here sitting on my um desk also um once again um look up leclaire boutique out in vancouver in case people think it's not real so i don't even really speak about my clothing company because it caught some attention like 
on a humbug, really. Um, so that's cool. Um, and the next six episodes of my sh um, show that's on my YouTube channel, you can subscribe to, too. Um, the Tonight Show, I also do Wake and Bakes here and there. They're rare commodities. But um, in about six more episodes, I will be um, touching basis on um, investing into having your own ATM machines. Um, so that's also something that I'm, I'm going to be venturing into close to the summertime. It's not that much, Dre. You probably already know. Um, I'm surprised you don't got about 14 of them. Um, um, ATM machine business is cool. You just better have a couple dollars to put in that motherfucker. So my music, um, I'm working with one of my partners. Shout out to Jug. Um, he know who he is. Um, we got a five song LP we're working on right now that I'm going to just like release in probably 45 days it is titled um power moves or shower shoes you know what i'm saying i'm gonna I'm explode in the city with that just the title just the name alone is like what that nigga's awesome so think what the beats in this in the, in the bars is gonna sound like like i've been working day and night up four in the morning on shit and my music is gonna be what you believe it ain't gonna be you know what i'm saying and that's exactly the way i said it exactly the way i said it um so within that i'll also be following up with my album which will be my um my um debut um album um uh, kofax 19 coronavirus um it's gonna be I, i'm three songs deep and the three songs are so fire that i want to upload them right now so that shit had my motherfucking skin getting goosebumps, like how much I've been working into that shit. Cause like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I do. So That's those so are my business ventures. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So it sounds like you have some goals around business and you know, you said like you got a, you know, some artistic stuff going on and some investments, clothing line, which is dope. So uh, we'll make sure that's definitely uh, we'll that information will be in, is in the description. And I yeah. guess the next question is, you know, you can shout out like where folks can find that information. You talked about the boutique and other things. So you can shout out, you know, where folks can find, you know, your music, where they can, you know, YouTube channel, all that stuff where they can tap in and support and support your goals. Yep. Hey, it's, it's a motherfucker because all you got to do is put in my name. Kofax or Kofax19. Google that shit. Siri, whatever the fuck. It don't matter. And you, it's going to pop up my YouTube channel, my music. I'm on Spotify, Google, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, MediaNet. My music's on Instagram. I get paid through Facebook, um, Instagram, Snapchat. I get dollars. I get cents on the dollars every time you mention my music on there. So that shit's all um, part of the artist process. That shit I never knew about until I had to slow down and just, you know, cave into everything and let it fall on my lap. But you can go on Instagram at Kofax19, um, um, Facebook, Kofax um, Alexander. Um, you can um, hit multiple uh, platforms, hit one of my DMs. You know what I'm saying? I, got, I, I don't be answering the messages, but I'm about to start really taking um, heed into um, doing that shit. And um, last but not least, um, you can not only subscribe to my newsletter now and my YouTube channel now, and go Spotify and follow me. But I have three new tracks that I'll be releasing. I have a new one. Um, it's a female joint. And um, wait till you guys see this latest, my latest live, um, where I'm kind of um, giving you a touch up on um, Fat Track Studios. This is where I record. Um, this is where my engineer um, touches up on everything. So yeah, those are all my spots you can hit me at, get at me. Shout out, love, Fax19. Um, get online with this wave, because summertime, you're going to see me pushing through and some clothes, hang polo all out the window and shit like that. You know, it's that wave, man. Let's do this shit, man.
All right. Well, we appreciate you giving us some time and joining us on Build 206 Media and sharing your stories on Stories from the South End. And we will be in touch with you. We'll make this happen. So we appreciate you, bro. Thank you, bro. It's all love. South End. Represent all the way around through the city, man. Build 206. Let's do it. So once again, this is Build 206 Media, Stories from the South End. Like you said, tap in, look at the description, you know, plug in, see what this cat, you know, what, what he got going on, you know, in the mix. You know, we want to try to provide opportunities for people to share their stories, their truths, and where they're at, you know, in an organic, you know, safe space. And so we're going to sign out. Once again, this is Dre with Build 206, Build 206 Media. All right, peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.